Welcome to Cannabis Health Radio, a podcast where we share stories from people around the world who are using cannabis as medicine. The information is meant to raise awareness about the health benefits of cannabis, which should not be taken as medical advice. Now, here are your hosts, Ian Jessup and Corey Yelland. And we welcome you to another episode of Cannabis Health Radio. I'm Ian Jessup. And I'm Corey Elland. Since Corey and I started doing this podcast way back in 2016, and we took a couple of years off, we've interviewed just over 20 people who have had brain cancer. Some did chemo or radiation or a combination of them, but all of them opted for cannabis oil, and they take it every day. And the good news is all of them are alive today, every one of them. And today we're going to talk to a young lady who was diagnosed with brain cancer in August of 2017. And when she refused chemo and radiation, doctors gave her two years to live. Well, this week marks year five of her journey. And joining us from Toronto is Sherry Ann Baker. This week is year five. How do you feel about that? I feel great. I feel great. I almost forgot about it. Like, I feel kind of bad to myself that I almost forgot about it. But I just feel... You know, like when people still, people just always think I'm really sick because I have brain cancer and I have to explain to them like, no, I use cannabis oil, so I'm not really sick. Like I don't, like I'm, apparently I do have brain cancer and I know I do, but I just don't feel sick and I never have since I've had the brain cancer. So yeah, I feel great. Fantastic. Now, Sherry Ann, in 2017, when you were diagnosed in the summer of 2017, Mm -hmm. you're with your brain tumor, you refuse chemo and radiation. Yes. Now, why did you do that? Well, first of all, I know what chemo and radiation does to a person's body. So um, to me, it just made absolutely no sense. Why would I start killing myself when I'm trying to heal myself? You know what I mean? So to me, it just made absolutely no sense. So I, it was just absolutely no question I wasn't going to do that. So that's when I went on my journey and I'd heard, I had heard about um, cannabis oil, but of course, you know, until you really need it, do you actually research it? So I had heard about it and I heard really positive stories. So that's, that was the route I was going. And then when I actually spoke to people who were still alive because of the cannabis oil, the Rick Simpson oil, I was like 150% positive that this was going to kill the rest of the tumor that was still left in my brain. And I was just, just, yeah, I was just going to still keep living. And I still am five years later. Fantastic. And uh, when you had the operation to remove the brain tumor, they couldn't get it all, could they? No, no. They they had to leave 3% um, behind because it was too close to, I don't know which part was my eye. It was either my eyesight, my math skills, or my short-term memory. So they were already kind of playing with that because now I like have really bad math skills. So, but that's what calculators are for. So well, that's why they- I don't have a brain tumor and I've got really bad. <laughs> <laughs> and, that's what, and that's what everybody says. Right. And that's what everybody says. But yeah, it was just, they, they couldn't get to take that too much, that part of the brain. So yeah, they had to unfortunately leave 3%, but my doctor, my, he was just amazing to even get the 97% out of my brain. Cause it was the size of a golf ball. So it was big. It wasn't just a little tumor. Wow. It was a big do have, tumor. Do you have any physical symptoms at all? 
you know what? The only thing I kind of do is my my walking. Okay, I, it's almost like um, not vertigo, but it's um, um, <laughs> what's it called with your eyesight? It's just a little bit off. So a little bit, my balance isn't a hundred percent. Let's say so when I walk mm-hmm. with my right foot. Um, I'm trying to think there's that sort of word. Um, okay, let's just put it this way. I think when I'm walking in my living room and I'll go to walk with my right leg and I think I have enough room to walk around that coffee table, well, I don't. So my my oh, my, my peripheral vision, that's what it's called, is a slightly off. So um, okay. that I do have that disability, um, like I said, counting. And you know what? When it, when it really comes down to it, uh, I think if I... Like if really the only time you really count is around people, like in you're in a grocery store and stuff. So sometimes I think it's more in my my mind that I'm all nervous that somebody's going to think I'm mm-hmm. stupid because I can't can't count properly. So I, I tend to get a little nervous and I I feel like I just I I get nervous and I can't count properly. But I do yeah that so I, the counting. But I think maybe it's just sometimes I'm just nervous because I, I feel like, okay, I'm an adult and people probably just think I'm stupid. But because they can't really see, they can see that I look normal, but I have a blind disability. So I get a lot of that, a lot mm-hmm. of that. Um, so when I'm really slow, because now and another thing is um, I used to multitask. I can't multitask anymore. I can do all of that stuff, but I have to do it like in numbers now. I can't just go, okay, do this and do that and do this. So I have to... Um, that part is a little more difficult. Other than that, no, like I'm still the same person. I, I can still work out. I can still drive. Um, yeah, still do all that stuff. Just a little bit of a disability to it now, but I'm still alive. So it's worth it. Right. Mm-hmm. And I still have my sure. hair and everything. And I don't, oh, yeah. you know, and not, nothing got, and, and everybody that I've talked to that do the chemo and the radiation, they, 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 they have all other issues now. Okay, they don't just have the, yeah. the brain tumor, the brain cancer. They now have other issues that are failing in their bodies, and and they all, all of them, regret it. All of them. Sherryanne, prior to being diagnosed, what were some of the symptoms you were experiencing with your brain tumor before it was removed? Um, you know what? Not nothing. Like okay, nothing really. The only thing I think about now that I go back on thinking about. Um, any symptoms was I used to get like these tremor like feelings in my body. Okay. Where I would, I don't know. Sometimes I'd be like, okay, I'd work out. Let's say I'd work out and I'd get up off the floor. And then all of a sudden I'd get this like kind of like a head, not, it wouldn't, it wasn't even like a head rush, but it was like, I could feel like tremors in my body, almost like I'd start to shake. And then I'd be like, and I remember mm-hmm. always thinking to myself, Oh my gosh, you know, cause I'm not young anymore. I'm 53 and I'm thinking, you know, and that was about when I was about, I guess, around 45-ish, 43-ish. I was just thinking, okay, maybe it's just an early, old, I don't know. Um, I don't know. Something when you get older, Men- right? Just something to do with getting old. Do you think anything of Menopause. Oh, I, well, you know what? When you have, I don't know anybody else you've talked to, but with my experience, um, with my brain cancer and brain tumor, they don't know if you go through menopause. So I don't know if I'll ever, if I did or if I ever will mm. or... Yeah, that's one good thing, I guess. So, yeah, never had, don't know. If, if you had possible. undergone, if you had undergone chemo and radiation, do you think you'd be alive today? Um, five years ago? No, uh, I don't think so. 
No, because yeah, no. I, well, that's just a silly question because I would have never done the chemo and the radiation. Absolutely not. Um, but no, no, absolutely not. I wouldn't. That it would have definitely. No, I wouldn't. I just, I just wouldn't. It's just no quality of life. Like as soon as you do that, like you know, I have a girlfriend right now, and she's got, she's fighting breast cancer, and she's doing the chemo and the radiation. She's finally refused. She said it's just. The drugs she's on, it's she's in pain, she's suffering, she's angry, she's just like she just has no quality of life. Like she's just, you know, I've talked to other people that just, yeah, I just want to die and stuff. And it's so frustrating because here I am, and I, I almost have like this survivor's guilt because here I am feel really good and you know, and and um, but yeah, no, definitely not. Definitely not. If, 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 if I was still alive, I think my quality of life would definitely be really bad. Like I, my, my state of mind wouldn't be good. My mental health would be really bad. So yeah, no, it's no doubt. I wouldn't, I would never have done it. Never, never. No, no. Do you undergo scans on a regular basis? You betcha. Just had my 16th and I tattooed on my ankle. So yes, I first did them um, for the first I'm going to say two years, maybe two and a half. I did them every three months. Mm -hmm. And then they, I graduated because I was always stable to six months. So I'm at six months now. So, yeah, it's kind of old news. Is, is there any evidence of cancer? No, no. In your no, scans? No, no. It's gone, gone completely. There's words about, with remarkable and everything in my scans. I think they're kind of sick of me. I think they don't even want to give me scans anymore because it's like, well, why are we even giving her scans? Because we kind of, they kind of, I think they kind of know as long as I'm doing the big sense and all. And in Ontario, I'm on this, um, the Ontario network, it's the UHN network. And so it's all of my medical files and everything's on there. And I can actually go in and edit and put my own um, medicines on there. So the only thing that's on there is my um, Rick Simpson oil. And it says one gram daily. Mm -hmm. And then just my, um, I take a, just a mild antidepressant. So, yeah. So that's the only thing that's on my medical file. So, yeah, kind of proud about that. Sherry Ann, so you said you take a, a gram a day. Or, do you do that all at once? Do you do it orally? Do you do it rectally? Yes. yes. Every, um, up till about two years ago, I used to just dab it under my tongue. But the taste and stuff would just take away. Not that I, I still juice and stuff. So not that I really eat a lot of food, but it's kind of not the greatest taste. So, no, I've graduated it up into a gel capsule. So I put it in a gel capsule with a little drop of frankincense and a little drop of coconut oil in there. And then, yeah, I mm -hmm. put it in a capsule and I do it once a day and I do it about this time every day. And that's it. Yeah. And no taste. Um, I'm used to the high, so it's no different than any other day to me. Right. And I think yeah, anybody... Oh, yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think everybody else that I talk to gets it's the same thing for them, too. They build up this tolerance. So it's I think it's no different than, like I said, I've never done the chemo and the radiation. But I could imagine from talking to people and their and their symptoms or not their symptoms, but they're 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 the bad things that they're, you know, getting from it is no worse than. I mean, I don't know. I just, I wouldn't do the chemo and the radiation. The cannabis oil has kept me healthy. It's kept me, um, even, even right after my brain surgery, I could like literally feel my brain healing, my body, just everything. Like it just, it's just, um, 
it's just, yeah, it's the way to go. Like I try to tell everybody, I don't push it down anybody's throat. I just show them the evidence. And, and but there's a lot of us, so many of us, and even a, a lot more lately. I don't know about you, Corey, but wow, getting a lot of messages from people lately, like two or three every day, just in the last couple of weeks. Lots, yeah, so. it's it's interesting what you said about uh, taking a gram a day and tolerance because uh, Corey and I interviewed the daughter of uh, an 83 year old man several weeks ago who had pancreatic cancer and was given two weeks to live. Okay. Right, Corey? Oh, yeah. two, no, to, it, two to four. If you're talking about Gary, that's kidney, Gary. kidney and lungs, stage four lung and stage four kidney. Wow. Yeah, stage, yeah, he had he had cancer yeah. given less than a month to live. Yes. And uh, really pounded back the cannabis. Did 2 like grams did. started 2 grams a day. That's what I did. Just a, oh, did you oh, 2 grams a day? Oh, I just wanted to get as much as I could get in me as I could. And I did. I almost got uh I don't know, 90 grams in me in 2 months before my surgery. Oh yeah. It's getting that THC in me as fast oh, as I could. What's that? <laughs> I said, look at her go. She's oh, well, I was oh. looking at you when you're talking about it. Yeah, I know I was. Yeah. Oh yeah. By seven o'clock, <laughs> seven o'clock at night, I couldn't. I didn't even need to smoke a joint. I was like, woo. But it was, it was, yeah. I knew it was just. And then so when you know when I went back to the doctor in January in 2018, and he's like, he was like, he was like, could have peed his pants. He was so so excited to tell me that three percent was gone. That you know, I, I, but I knew it. You know what I mean? Like I, I knew it. Like he didn't yeah. have to, I just knew it in my heart. So yeah, like even now, like uh, it's sad because everybody has this scan anxiety. I've never experienced that ever. Like, I don't, I just said, uh, it's another MRI, just another tattoo on my ankle. Do you know what I'm saying? It's just another part of my life. And that's why I try to tell people there is a life with cancer and cannabis. You know, a lot of us look so at, sure. at it. Do you pay attention to what you put in your mouth as well? eating wise absolutely you have to food is poisoning us absolutely absolutely why do you think they changed our food groups and everything they know that they're they're the ones that are poisoning us the government it's our foods it's everything we're eating absolutely Mm -hmm. so i eat clean i try to just mainly juice and um basically that's it just eat clean yeah yeah anything in a can or a box is poison yeah, just try to eat clean. I over head over to the, you know, go over to um, Chinatown a lot, and I do the, the markets like that. And I live really right out. The, I can see um, St. Lawrence Market, so I'm really fortunate. I live in a great area. I mean, the only thing that sucks now is the cost of food is so expensive. So, um, but yeah, I just go to the markets and I kind of hang around there at the end of the day. And I'm pretty fortunate you can get some cheap fruits and vegetables. And I mean, you got to do what you got to do, right? You know, and I'm really yeah. fortunate that as far as the oil, I get it donated to me from the cannabis community. I'm so lucky that way. Do you do you do any supplements at all? I just do my vitamin C's, and then I do um, a little thing. It's called the Budwig diet, which is yeah, cottage cheese, that. yeah, and flaxseed oil. And I do that about five times a day. And I'll tell you, just anything that you eat, just yep, yeah, right out of your body. Keeps you nice and clean. It's the greatest. I love it. <laughs> I think I think it's great. <laughs> I really do believe it works. I've been what doing was, it for five years. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah I keep everything that's, that's simple. Fantastic. You know, I see so many people and they, they, they'll show me their closet and they're they got everything. They're trying so many things. And I I like I 
to the point where I try to keep it simple. Like this has been working me for five years. So I just try to keep it simple. Like everybody's like, well, you should try this. You should try that. And I'm like, nope, this is working for me. I'm not going to ruin it. Just going to keep doing this. Yeah, right? my, my, my experience is that less is better. You know, exactly. sometimes I'm talking yeah. about- 70 supplements a day and it's like that's whoa. too much that's too much yeah, but that's my own personal experience less i agree i agree with you like yeah. how do you even keep track of that and then of course you got to think about it how do the, some of them even have the benefits when they might be you know what i mean um doing the reverse right. you know what i mean so just yeah keep it kind of simple you know we're already fighting you know i'm sure we a lot of us don't have the money to spend on these supplements and that's what i look at and this is when i talk to these people and i go you know that's what we we're talking about a little earlier prior to this was you know this is our lives i know more people that do a research on a tv or a car than they will with their lives and then they just go on the internet and go okay i'll yeah. buy from there i'll buy from here and i'm like no no do your research you know talk to people like, you know, like I used to work in the home industry and I would tell people, you know, okay, if you want to go buy from a builder and you're not sure how he is, go to that neighborhood, talk to the people that live there. If they don't like them, they're going to let you know. So if, you know, same thing, talk to people who are sick, talk to people who are fighting. And then if you think, and you know, you can trust them, then find out, but you need to just reach out. There is a really amazing community out there that wants to help, but you have to, you have to, oh my gosh, I'm sorry. You have to. <laughs> You have to. And you um, said nobody phones you. It's a telemarketer. Um, I swear. You have to um, get into, find a community of people. And then, yeah, once you get that community like I have and like you have, Corey, it's amazing. You know what I mean? And and you, you'll find people that will help you um, in every in every which way. You know what I mean? Whether it's mental, medicine, um, resources. And it's, it's a great community. You know? It really is. Mm-hmm. Cannabis community is the best. I think what you've mentioned is really interesting about about diet and research because Corey and I have talked about this so often that people who are willing to help themselves will go the extra mile to find out what is beneficial to them. Mm-hmm. People who want someone else to help them will want that person to walk them through the process ad nauseum. Right. And, uh, I mean, it gets to a point where you have to believe something will work. Right. Absolutely. Try it. If it doesn't work, try something else. Yes. But you've yes. got to try it. And the, the one thing that you've done, that Corey's done, that everyone who is successful at this has done is change their diet. Absolutely. Stop eating junk food. Mm-hmm. Stop eating crap. Mm-hmm. Stop drinking sodas. Yes. Stop oh. eating chips yes. and all of that stuff yes. that people consume. Yes. And you can see it when you're walking out on the street, how obese and fat people are becoming mm-hmm. and ill. Mm-hmm. They're really ill. Yeah, for sure. And these, you know, a lot of young people shouldn't be as heavy as they are. No, not at all. And they, sh- they, should, they should be skinny and running around and having fun. Yes. And, I mean, when... Corey and I are of the age when <laughs> people weren't that big. But yeah, in our generation. Where everyone, yeah, our gen, our, I mean, this is a, well, the, the millenniums now, say, so. it's just fast food. Like you watch, you watch these. Okay. I'll, I'll confess. I watch the housewives and these rich people. It's just fast food. 
They take their kids. They, it's just fast food, fast food, fast food, fast food. That's all they do now. That's that, you know what I mean. And mm-hmm. and that's that's yeah. why that's why so many of us are sick. That's why we see so many sick kids now. And because these these parents who just don't have time to feed their kids, like when we at least when we were raised, I know my mom and dad always had a good meal on a, on the table, and we always had to sit. And it was good meat, potatoes, and vegetables, and salads, and it was pretty good food. I mean, but nowadays, yeah, it's just the fast foods and it's the junk, and especially in America, you know, I hate to say that, but you know, as we know, America they triple size everything; they don't just double size everything. And but yeah, that's what it is. It's the sugars. It's it's our food and and just I mean, I mean I remember when I first got sick and I went to Nelson. It's very Nelson. You guys know Nelson. It's a very healthy little hippie town. And I thought, oh gosh, I'll have no mm-hmm. problem finding healthy food. No, no, couldn't find any healthy food. I went to all the grocery stores and I'm looking at all the labels. I'm like, oh no, 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 can't have that. No. So I walked out of there like I just had to basically go and just do my smoothies and. And have some fruit, you know, watermelon. Water, I love watermelon is my thing. That's love my little watermelon. Mm-hmm. That's my treat. What's that, Corey? What came through my feed this morning, and this person was absolutely <laughs> delighted, apparently, that this was happening. McDonald's is now making McHappy Meals for adults. I kid you what? not. I so kid brutal. you not. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, oh my God, I haven't been in a McDonald's and it's got to be 30 freaking years. It's it's just, yeah, it's marketing and that's how they do it. I heard that even with all these, um, like Tim Hortons and all that, they're now, they're all coming out with their own clothing lines and stuff. So that's just their way to lure these, especially these young kids. I mean, I don't know about you, but I I know when I grew up in in the 80s, we sure didn't go to, to... Tim Hortons or Starbucks and buy our $8 coffees. We never did that. These kids now, oh my gosh, these kids are all going to be so sick in their early 20s and 30s. And they already are, already are. Like, I'm seeing it. Yeah. You know, it's really, it's these millennials. Sherian, do you. Change. Yeah, do you have uh, much contact with people in the cannabis world who have cancer and are looking for help? In, uh, yeah, I do actually. I do. I get. I, I talk to people almost daily, um, in both the cannabis world and not. And it's kind of sad because we just lost somebody in the cannabis world that it was a pro MMA fighter, and he had cancer, and he didn't tell us any of us. So it's really sad because I knew him and I saw him at the at Lyft um, a few months ago. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, it's, it's just sad. Some people, I don't know, like, and and I'd be curious to know if he was using any cannabis oil or anything like that. But, um, and then I do know, I have a friend, a good friend of mine right now, and he's also, I think, uh, I think his cannabis or sorry, his cancer's come back and he won't tell me. And I know he won't do the cannabis either. And it's just so sad because I, I really know it works. And yeah, it's just so really hard to convince some people, right? You know? Yeah, Corey, there's the Bob Melamede story about his friend who took 40 grams after Bob saw him uh, one time. And uh, he says, you don't look well. Are you taking your cannabis? And the guy said, well, no, I haven't taken it in a while. Bob says, you should get back on it. So he took 40 grams. At once. Just, oh, my God, you must have slept for a week. 
<laughs> Bob, said was, Bob said he was unable to communicate effectively with him for quite some time. Oh, for sure. <laughs> he had to be like, like totally like on the couch for sure. Yeah. So yeah. did it help? But Yes, because this guy actually had uh, Kaposi sarcoma and, okay. and they, they had cleared him. And then um, Bob hadn't seen him in quite some time. And the guy had a new girlfriend that didn't approve of cannabis. So he hadn't been doing cannabis. And Bob looked at him and said, if you don't get back on oil, you're going to be dead in six months. So he went home and took 40 grams all at once. But when he made his way to the doctor, it was gone again. So there you go. <laughs> so I guess that's what he's so going to He's going to be really microdosing. <laughs> oh, my God. That's the biggest. Oh, my God. That, that's, that's your challenge. 40 grams. Oh, my God. I don't know. I don't know if I'd be up to that. Oh, my gosh. That's a lot. That's a lot. Yeah. But, hey, that, if that, it works, do it. It's not going to kill you. It's just going to make you sleep and, you know, be on the couch for a long time. But it's, but it's going to keep you alive. <laughs> that's what I tell people. I, like, you get so many people. Like, I have this one girlfriend right now. And like I said, she's got the breast cancer. And she's got she's got the one syringe, one gram of Rick Simpson oil. And she's been playing with that thing for two months. And she's complaining, mm-hmm. like, you know, that, you know, her cancer's not going away. And it's like, but Barb, you got you to gotta take that Rick Simpson oil. You can't just, like, do a dab every two weeks. You know what I mean? You got to be persistent. This is your life. Right. And, and then, and then again, I see her not eating healthy either. So that's a sad thing is people, I just don't get it. Like people want to live and they want to, you know, you gotta, you gotta change your life. You gotta change your life. You gotta, mm-hmm. obviously it's not working the way it's going. So, I mean, and it works. We're proof. There's hundreds, if not thousands of us out there that it works. So, and it's not a bad thing. You could, there's lots of, Good things to eat that's healthy, right? Well, the proof is in the, uh, both of you. Corey just celebrated her 10th anniversary. Uh, I uh, know. Congratulations. cancer free. That's amazing. She's my guru. And you're, yeah, you celebrated uh, five years. Yes. Yeah. So it, it works with, and both of you Absolutely. have taken your cannabis oil religiously, and both yes. of you have changed your diet. Absolutely. Well, it is. Which, it's two things. Which, yeah. yep. And uh, it's remarkable. Now, your friend who has breast cancer, why is she so reluctant to try the cannabis oil? Because she gets too high off of it. So, you know, I've given her options. Do it at night. Do it before you go to bed. And people just, I don't know, some people just don't take their life serious enough until it's going to be too late. Mm-hmm. So I can't I can't push her. Like, you know, I, 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 I basically talk to her on social media every day, and I, and I see how she's suffering and then the pain that she's in and and um but you know i just can't seem to get her to to do more of it do you know what i'm saying so yeah Sarah, i don't know I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna message you after after we're finished here let's see what we can do okay yeah. that would be awesome that'd be awesome yeah. she's a lovely lady okay awesome okay. yeah yeah there was uh, one of the first i think it was five or six podcast we did was with Josh in Germany and uh, he would help people and the people who were reluctant to take cannabis oil he said because they didn't want to get high right he said do you want to get high or do you want to die exactly and exactly exactly I a mean, lot of people it, tend to like that high once they get going on it, Go on it. yeah 
Yeah, you he'd know. go. He'd say, yes, he would go. Do you want to get high, or do you want to die? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's exactly. a great little saying. You know, it is. And if you just do like you're supposed to just, you know, like like I did, you know, some of us just go for it. Right. But you know what I mean? Like if you're nervous, just yeah. do it slowly and build it up to your tolerancy. Or like I said, there's other ways you could do it. You know, you can you can do it all. Exactly. 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 And you know what? Yeah. It's not such a bad, bad thing. That's why it's legal. Getting high? Oh, yeah. yes. You know what I mean? <laughs> Calm yeah, down a lot of people. You know what I mean? It's Yeah, it's great. I know so many people in the community that don't even drink now. Or I've just seen so many really great positive stories about, um, you know, like even addicts now who are, are smoking cannabis to get off of, off of hard drugs. And they're having amazing results. So, I mean, it's clear... Mm-hmm out there what's going on in the cannabis cannabis world out there that cannabis obviously works for so many so many reasons right and well I, I know this guy who was uh, he was a drinker he was an alcoholic and he suffers from anxiety and we were supposed to get him on the show a couple of weeks and two weeks in a row he canceled at the last minute mm-hmm. but he has not had a drink in 10 years wow and he is has no desire for alcohol, but wow. he consumes cannabis every single day. Well, for sure. And he feels much better. Yes. But he's still, he's still dealing with his anxiety, but that's probably because he knows me. Yeah. <laughs> but does he smoke CBD? Does he smoke CBD at all? Because I heard I heard a lot of people um, say they smoke CBD and that helps with their anxiety. That's what I've been told. I mean, I I, I like the highs. So I don't smoke CBD, but I was wondering, well, why do people smoke CBD? But yeah, a lot of people like my nephew smokes CBD, and he because he, he doesn't like the the anxiety, but he smokes CBD, and he says it it brings him right down, hmm. gives him that little high. Oh, but, interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't don't think it would work. Sherryanna, it was wonderful to talk to you. It's great that you're celebrating uh, five years. Mm-hmm. Thank you. When they only gave you just over two years to live. I know. And uh, one day you'll reach the age of Corey and I. I will. (laughs) (laughs) I won't say who's the oldest, but (laughs) get the idea. We just got to keep doing our cannabis and we look great. Don't you worry. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks very much. Thanks for having me, guys. Have an awesome day. Thank you. You too. Thanks for listening to Cannabis Health Radio. For more information and to search previous podcasts, visit our website, CannabisHealthRadio.com. Subscribe so you don't miss new episodes. And follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. This podcast is made possible by donations from our listeners. If you found the information helpful, please consider making a donation in any amount through our website. You can also help us share our message by leaving a review on your podcast listening platform. We are very grateful for your support. Thank you. listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows.
I'm Joyce Gerber, the creator and host of the award-winning podcast, The Kenna Mom Show. And we are on a mission to enhance the impact women have on this industry as business professionals, healthcare providers, policy advocates, caregivers, moms, by sharing and preserving their stories of love and kindness, wisdom, and hope. I am so grateful to have found my tribe of Canada podcasters right here on PodConnex and look forward to our work of crushing the stigma around cannabis and caregivers and building this new industry together.